Treatment Bureau. On today's meeting, we have innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and oh, so much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Hey. So all the dials were fragged when we came in, so things were a little bit disorganized there. Sorry with the music. It's it's that new multimedia installation uh, board on our meeting table in yeah. our conference room. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have passed that thing about having music before all of our meetings. That was dumb. But, you know, we can always change it, but I kind of enjoy the music. Yeah? Okay. It's, it puts me, it gets me, like, in that meeting mood. Oh, all right. Mm. Okay, well, that was better than the uh, the satanic prayer that we used to have before every meeting. That was, you know, I always wondered about that. I mean, the, uh, the guys in the hood showed up, and uh, yeah. there was often there were animals and lots of blood. So this is way better. Way, way, way yeah. better. So I, thank you, Ryan Hill, for the music. Yes, you exactly. saved us from Satan. <laughs> I bet people say that to him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so shall we? Uh, shall we start with the attendance? I think we should do that. That would be great. Okay, so uh, first uh, attendee tonight. Oh, this is exciting. A punch delay. Punch delay? Yeah. Oh, did, did you want me to hit the delay? No, 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 no. Don't punch. Don't punch delay. I'll punch delay. I'm, no, don't, don't do it. I'm talking about the old Hollywood cowboy, Punch Delay. Oh. Yeah. Born in 1903. Uh, his name was um, Herschel Feldstein. Yes. Changed his name once he got into Hollywood uh-huh. and became known as the manliest cowboy in uh, in the movies. Oh, exciting. He, he got punched out a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. How was yeah. his later career? Uh, not very good, actually. Yeah. He had, he, had some, he had some difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was from being punched a lot. Yeah, that can do it. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, but I'm, I'm. Maybe he's got some old anecdotes to share with us. That'll be exciting. I don't see anybody um, in a cowboy hat down here, though. And uh, you know, I think, I think I know, the, I think I know why. Oh, what uh, could it be? This is, this is a little embarrassing, but mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't think we're going to get to old punch. Uh, but if you change the letters around a bit, you get Paul DeShane. Paul. That is me. All oh, right. Okay. And so I've never been a cowboy as much as I've never, always wanted to be. Never been a cowboy. Were you born Herschel Feldstein? No. All right. Okay. Nope. Okay. So you're not Punch D. All right. Um, second up, uh, we also have, oh, wow, the Agria Madonna. Sorry, the angriest Madonna? Oh, Agria. Agria. Yeah. Um, a, it's a Madonna statue in Agria Park, city of Agar in Hungary. Oh. It's, it's going like, to come in here to talk to us. Yeah, today. it's only like 140 clicks east of Budapest. Okay. Just take the M3. Uh huh. Like just drive along. Yeah. No, and, I know. And, um, yeah. And if you get to Mestigaranch, you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. So before you get there, you nobody have, you would want to go to, to Mestigaranch. No. Uh, go north on I think on the 25, and you'll get there. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that bleeds from the eyeballs, right? No, it actually bleeds from the nose. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's known for. Okay. I don't know what's kind of. I don't know what. The Agria Madonna will have to say to us. Maybe it got punched too much. Maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm sensing a trend. Um, Well, this is exciting. This will be a great meeting then. But I don't, I don't, nobody's wheeled her in or anything. No. So, you know what, you know what I'm starting to think? I'm starting to think I've messed up the letters a bit. Oh, no. Uh, So, Agria Madonna, that's an Aiden Morgan is what I think that might be you. I think it is too. Yeah. I should have, I should have guessed it was you when they wheeled you in here. Yes. And you were bleeding from the nose. Well, I got punched a lot earlier yeah. on. Yes. All right. Okay, well, good. We're all here. Do we have quorum? We do not have quorum. We don't. Yeah. We try. 
But there seems to be other people here who aren't on the attendance list. How did they get in here? I don't know. I, they, they keep showing up to our meetings and... Well, let's... Maybe they... You know what I think they are? I bet you we've got a couple of improve, improvement vector candidates or perhaps ones who actually already been named actually, as improvement I think this vectors. is Anne Perry from the Circle Project who is an accredited improvement vector. Wow. Thank you very much. And I did actually walk through the door. Oh. That's how I got here. You weren't wheeled in or anything? No. Okay. No. no, and I and my nose wasn't bleeding. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. good. Nobody punched you. Okay. Nobody I'm, I'm punched feeling, me. I'm feeling right. pretty good about this. Okay. <laughs> so it's great to see you again, Anne. Thanks for making your way down to the sub-basement to visit us again. Again. Very good. And, you mm -hmm. know, great to be here again. Yeah. yeah. Really nice to see you. Oh, likewise. Yeah. So uh, we uh, we were wondering, are there any things that the Circle Project is doing lately to improve the Queen City. I understand you have like this cultural connection program. A brand new program that we're today. just actually in the process of developing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the Circle Project has always been, um, since its inception in 88, an Aboriginal community-based organization. Uh, we work in the community, for the community, and uh, we are stewards of the organization and the programs and the resources f to make the community a better place. We, we all know that in pretty much every negative area that you can think of, Aboriginal people in our city are overrepresented. And so we have a care and concern for that. And we work in a variety of ways to uh, address some of those issues and assist uh, those that are sometimes the most vulnerable in our community. Um, so within the last, well, it started in the 25th anniversary. Uh, we made a commitment to reconnect with the, the cultural roots of the project. And um, as a result, there were f we had instruction to do four main things, too, and and they included, you know, getting our own flag. One of the things was getting our own flag. Another one was getting our own teepee. Um, mm. Another one was to get our own eagle staff. And those are very, very significant, um, obviously, in the culture. Um, and they go along. There's a big responsibility that goes along with those things. Um, you know, why were we interested in, in doing this? Well, it was on the advice of the elders mm -hmm. uh, because we weren't really interested in doing a big gala affair. We didn't feel right about that. Um, we wanted to celebrate in some way, uh, but that it would be meaningful to the community and something that we could share for many, many years. Um, and so normally when you have an anniversary or a birthday or anything like that, you get presents. Well, instead we gave Ooh. presents because <laughs> we're kind of backwards <laughs> like that. <laughs> and we just like partying, really. Um, and so the one of the other things we did, and it was actually around this time of the year because it was at our uh, children's Christmas party, we... Um, uh, ordered and, and got electric fiddle, fiddle for a young fellow. Um, you know, he was, showing, yeah, he was showing some talent, and mm -hmm. one of our board members, uh, who happens to be one of the hosts on one of the other shows, um, played was, was playing fiddle. We had him at National Aboriginal Day, and we found that he had a traditional fiddle, and it was just too good to have out, mm -hmm. out in the open, um, and he needed an electric fiddle. So 
um, our board member said, no, I'll make the arrangements, and, and that's what we did. So we gifted this young man with this electric fiddle wow. um, and presented it at our children's party. And so that was our gift to the community because that young man could then share that music. Uh, when we take our teepee out, uh, and and we have a teepee keeper, uh, one of our staff, our male staff is a, a teepee keeper, um, and so we take the teepee out to the National Aboriginal Day event. We take it out to our annual meeting. We share the teepee. We were invited to the First Nations University with the teepee. Um, and then most recently at the last annual meeting was the, the Eagle Staff, the presentation of the Eagle Staff, the introduction of our Eagle Staff uh, to the community for the first time. So um, that's kind of where we started. This process started you know, it didn't just start last week. This right. has been an ongoing process for mm-hmm. a number of years, um, setting all those things in place. And now those things are in place. What are we doing next? Well, we know that uh, anyone that can con- connect with their own culture as part of who they are and their identity, it's a really positive thing. And if they're, if that's absent, that can have some pretty detrimental effects in your life. And so we are moving the focus, um, starting in the, in the homes program, uh, which was a program that we piloted about a year and a half ago. Um, so a portion of that program has, uh, the hard skills modules, you know, things like how to be a good tenant, how to get a good relationship mm-hmm. with your landlord, how to do a resume, um, what's a healthy relationship, what's not a healthy relationship, what happens if you have alcohol and drugs in your life as compared to if you don't. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, we had the soft skills which were the cultural components that we implemented as part of the program. And so the skills around uh, one, of the, one of the segments is the teepee teachings. And so the participants make their own small teepees as well because there's a very, there's a great amount of significance and meaning. Um, you know, teepees are the traditional homes of the traditional people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a very, very important connection and we have them on display so others can see them because that's something that they leave behind. Um, doing things like beating, learning about drumming, like all of the things that are uh, an important part of that culture uh, that has sadly been lost um, over a number of years. So we found that that was a really important part of the Homes Program. And, you know, th- what we saw happening with individuals when they were able to connect it was miraculous. You know, it opened up this whole avenue about, you know, I'm okay in my own skin. Yes, I got some challenges in front of me, but I'm good. I'm good to go. And I can rely on my culture. So we looked at that in reference to uh, homelessness. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Tell us about this. So we all know that there is a homelessness problem in most Canadian cities. Uh, Regina is no different. Um, you know, do we have as large a problem with uh, people that are absolutely homeless and on the street as far as numbers are concerned uh, in comparison to Calgary and Vancouver? The answer is no, we don't. But we still do have people sleeping on the streets. Thankfully, uh, we haven't had winter yet. There's no snow on oh, the yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. But this is, a, this is a significant issue. There should be no person in any you know, city that's doing well that should not have a home or a roof over their head. And uh, so, you know, here we see a lot of 
relative homelessness as well and people that are at risk of homelessness. Um, and that was the care and concern. So in dealing, in working with the absolute homeless, there is the housing first. I'm sure you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, there was a big report done prior to Housing Force first rolling out. It was called the McNair Report. And part of that was the uh, point in time count to see how many people were actually homeless. Well, in the point in time count, um, out of the hundred percent or out of the the people that were sleeping rough, so that means on the streets in a back lane, you know, in a bus shelter, like wherever you are sleeping. A hundred percent of those individuals that were sleeping rough were Aboriginal. Oh my gosh, really? A hundred percent. I didn't know that. Uh huh. Yeah. And very so, alarming. yeah, very alarming. In shelters, there was still the majority Aboriginal people. So you know, right there, just with that one number, a hundred percent of those people on the street sleeping rough were Aboriginal. It, that's not just a small overrepresentation, because when you look at our population of our city. And what percentage are our Aboriginal community? Hmm. You know, we have a significant concern. Yes. Yeah. And so the housing first rolled out, um, you know, and so that's putting someone in housing, making sure they've got a roof over their head. The piece that was missing, you know, is that, that spiritual, emotional home, that cultural home. Where is that? And uh, so that's where we're working now we're developing this program so um one thing i wonder is uh, a lot of times when institutions are giving out money or when people are giving giving money to programs like this uh there might be a tendency towards a we want to see meat and potatoes we want to have like you know things we can quantify so that we can do reports Mm -hmm. you know and speaking as a bureaucrat i can see where that impulse comes from yes um what do you like how how much have you seen any resistance to this bringing a cultural component to these programs has, has there been any sort of upper levels of government or you know other organizations that have resisted this or are they pretty welcoming to this idea um very welcoming to the idea um in view of the uh, the truths that are coming out around the residential school and the 60 scoop and all of mm-hmm. the you know all of the things that have occurred that are now coming to light through the truth and reconciliation report and the calls to action and um you know our our, our own civic government adopted the calls to action from the truth and reconciliation which you know we when we uh, attended at city council um to talk about another issue we commended them Mm-hmm. on that because that's the kind of leadership that we need in our community and so i would have responded differently 10 years ago oh really oh yeah oh yeah there has been a great improvement of being open to understanding that wait a second you know what we've been doing all along is not working let's try something else mm-hmm. because the overrepresentation is increasing it's increasing and increasing um you know uh, the last time i was here i think we were talking about the family violence report Mm -hmm. um and you know with the the family violence report and the instances of family violence and that saskatchewan is still the highest in the country um there is an openness now to understanding you know where is that coming from there's that over representation so it's not just in one area there is a significant issue and we need to start thinking differently. 
we need to start engaging in a different way. So when we bring solutions and, you know, quite frankly, we don't, we don't know that it's going to work. We don't have magic wands, but we listen to the community. We hear what they say. We see how our work and when we're present and available in the community and participating in the community, what a benefit that is for individuals and families. So the bureaucrats, the you know, we we rely on on funding. We you know our our total budget. Um, when you take a look at our total budget and the total number of funders, one day I'll invite you to my office and you can actually look at the size of the binders I have for our <laughs> contracts. It's huge. Yeah. But there's more recognition now that organizations like ours need core funding to be able to have a stable base from which to start addressing the needs in the community. And so, you know, that's a really positive thing. Um, as far as implementing the, the cultural pieces into the program and integrating those, people are way more supportive and, and enthusiastic about it because we've tried lots of other things and they haven't worked really well. Yeah. You know, in some isolated instances, they've, they've worked well. Um, you know, and, and so... I'll give you an example. So the the homes program where we have the hard skills and the soft skills. Mm -hmm. um, in our little brochure, we've got things that participants have said. And I can guarantee you that this is not stuff we made up because we do the evaluation of the programs and we ask people for comments and we ask people to write things and then we get their permission to be able to use them. So when you've got someone finishing a program and they say things like, I've learned much about myself and who I really want to be. That's great. And that happens in, mm. you know, a matter of probably six weeks to eight weeks. Wow. Um, someone that says, I'm reminded that the true meaning of life is the value of people and relationships growing out of connection to each other by helping each other and becoming better people. That should be the motto for the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than our vision statement. <laughs> but no, it's great. You know, like, and yeah. these are participants that, that when they come to us, they're not at high points in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. lots come through our doors and um, they're in crisis or they're dealing with really significant life issues that are uh, many times um, really have resulted in just a matter of, you know, what was the, the movie Limony? Lemony Snicket in the unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's just like a, a ripple effect. One thing goes yeah. wrong, then another, and then another, and another. And the next another. thing you know, it's 13 books later. And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's, that's what we see. So when people come through our doors, many times they're not at high points in their life. Yeah. Um, and so we're just, we're just happy that we can be of some use in the community. Yeah. That we've got a place where uh, people can, you know, get some answers, get at least, uh, what I like to say is that uh, we promote hope and help. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should point out that we are on, sorry to interrupt. That's okay. We're, we're on uh, 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Um, I, I disagree. Okay, <laughs> we'll, 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 uh, We'll pass a motion. I'll, I'll move a motion that okay. uh, we discuss this after the meeting okay. with fisticuffs. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> all right. Um, this, this is all great, and this is really exciting that you guys are able to do this and that it sounds like it's, it's working out. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that you were talking about just before we started the meeting, though, is uh, a daycare pilot. 
you were talking about and how you guys are, you guys offer the only aboriginal daycare in the city licensed child care that's yeah, correct right yeah, yeah and we've actually got two of them really yeah we have the children's center on fifth and pasco and the infant center um and that's on Louvain and, and dudney so um you know, we're always looking for um, improvements that we can make in our program. We, um, in the summer, this last summer, we conducted an evaluation of our children's services um, by asking all the parents that had kids enrolled, you know, tell us, give us your feedback. We want your honest answers on, you know, how are we doing? Is there something that's missing? Are there things that we could be doing better? And the, the parents are satisfied you know they they talk about um they've seen great improvements in their children they love the art program the art therapy program they love the music therapy program um but there were some other things that they brought up that um they wished there was more of this and they they thought there could be more of and and lots of it had to do with culture mm-hmm. and so because we you know the, what happened what started in the 25th anniversary um, of course, the baby house, which is the infant center, and the little circle, which is our children's center, um, they're a part of the project. So whatever is happening in the big circle happens in in all the other areas as well. And so when we started looking at, you know, looking at in, in, including those cultural components in some of our regular programming... Um, we looked at our children's centers and said, yeah, we're great for early childhood. And, you know, we've got the art therapy and the music therapy, and they, we take them out to gymnastics because their parents, in a lot of cases, can't afford or they can't, they don't have the ability because they're either working or going to school or they're going to school and working one job part time just to try and make ends meet. Um, and so, you know, we've done things in the past like enhanced programming for dance classes, gymnastics, and and those kinds of things to be able to help the parents out. Um, the only reason that we're able to do that is because we have specialized funding uh, from the ministry to be able to... Because our uh, the ministry acknowledges that our kids at both the centres um, would benefit from enhanced programming. Mm-hmm. You know, we want our Aboriginal kids to do well in school. We want them to finish high school. So this is an early childhood investment in that long-term outcome, right? That love of learning, that lifelong learning, all those things. So when we were reviewing the evaluations from the parents and we were very encouraged at the same time because of course we strive for excellence in the work that we do um we looked at ourselves and said okay what could we do better you know do we have is there a need for this this cultural identity this connection this strong connection um to the aboriginal culture um, is that something that is going to benefit our families and the children? And, you know, we said, yeah. Um, the other thing was, you know, that lifelong learning. Well, we need to look at enhanced early childhood programs. So two things are going on. Mm-hmm. We piloted a program called the Marvelous Me program. Okay. And marvelous me, <laughs> I know it's kind of like the Saturday oh, Night Live marvelous. Oh, but darling, you're marvelous. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's called the Marvelous Me program, and we mean it uh, because it's for our school age children. That's where we started, and we kept it really simple: four main areas: literacy, numeracy, problem solving, and coping skills. Hmm. And we looked at. Um, 
assessing the children at the beginning of the process when they're brand new in the center and then working very directly with them one-on-one um, after school on summer holidays on uh, teacher you know PD days at, at school and working intensively more on a one-on-one basis and the results of it were phenomenal um, you know children that had difficulty in coping um, or problem solving or dealing with you know bullying we were talking about that before um, all of a sudden had these skills that these communication skills that you know, they're not lashing out and giving someone a bleeding nose. Heaven <laughs> oh, forfend. Right, but they're not because they they can they they can now deal with it a little bit better. Um, so we we were very encouraged by the success in that program, and we said, okay, well, we've done oh, we've done there really well in the children's center with the school age kids. Can we move this into the five year olds, the the kindergarten kids, and move it into the in- infant center? Um, and so, of course, you know, everyone's excited about that concept and that idea. And we don't want to stop, stop there. So we want to look at this cultural inclusion. And we want to look at the, establishing that, that, that connection, that strong cultural connection. In early childhood, why do we have to wait until someone's coming through our doors at a, at a rough time? Get them... Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah get them and before all of that starts to happen oh, so yeah. that it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so um, that's what we're working on now. Um, we've just had a couple of staff uh, come back from BC. They they were uh, there for training a conference and came back with some great ideas. Um, we've got the staff that are ready to roll up their sleeves and are really engaged. And so we're really excited about this. So the Cultural Connections program that we're establishing um, at the big circle, we're now looking at, okay, what is it that we can do at the little circle? So there's some really exciting times coming up for us. Um, there's lots of gears that are turning and wheels in motion. And it's a really exciting time for uh, the project. Um, trying to find the support for it, though, is somewhat a, a challenge because, of course, it means you write another proposal and then yeah. you get told no, and, <laughs> and then you write another proposal and say, yeah, okay, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? In spite of it all, we don't let that dampen our spirits because we know that we are here to serve the community, and that means that it's our responsibility to get the resources to make those things happen that need to occur in our community so we can start seeing a decrease in this overrepresentation. We can start seeing, you know, all the citizens of the city enjoying citizenship. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, like the person said, like helping each other become better people. Like, isn't that the best thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think I can safely say then that, you know, you haven't rested on your laurels as an improvement vector since you last came to visit us. And so, um, what? I think. Hang on a sec. Sorry. Okay. Wait. What's? We can't. She already has. She already has a certificate. That's there. We go. We've got another so one. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I get okay. two. Oh. Well, yeah. 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 I guess so. No. Yes, you do. You get two. Um. This is a certificate of advanced improvement. Oh wow! <laughs> one for each hand. Exactly. And it's yeah. for Ange Pari. That's you. That's, that's yes. excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for all. coming down. And I hope you can stick around for the rest of the meeting.
Yeah, thanks. Oh, I will. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay, we've got to move on to the next item on our agenda. I believe that's innovative revenue tools. It is. And, and so I've got a I've got a short little one here. Okay. These are these are the, this is the part where we talk about tools that are innovative for revenue. Right. Okay. To improve the city's bottom line. That too. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we've been talking about on uh, the uh, the trans the transit optimization subcommittee <laughs> mm-hmm. is Talks. the fact that yes. yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Is that this year we put through the uh, the R cards for all the students at the university, mm-hmm. and this is so that the students can go to university uh, on transit in a cheap, effective means of transportation. Um, but you know what? Kids don't like you know students don't like going to school. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they're not a big fans of school. They'd much rather. So, you know, it's not like they're getting on the bus if, if because I, they want to be on the bus. So they're going to associate the bus with bad grades, right? algebra, calculus, we should, we science. We should just pretty much, I bet, tell you what, how about in a month's time we just review the entire school system? We should review the entire school system, and we'd really only need a month for it. Um, <clears throat> but what we are thinking on the optimization uh, subcommittee is that what we need to do is we need to uh, expand the transit options for university students uh-huh. so that it will be taking them to places that they want to be so they will start to build up positive associations with public transit. And so we were suggesting that what we need to have is a shuttle bus from the University of Regina to the nightclubs in the warehouse district. Perfect. That would run all night long, every 15, 20 minutes. Perfect. It would cut down on drunk driving, which, another problem in Saskatchewan, I don't know if anybody's noticed, and cut down on drinking and driving amongst our students, and it would improve the business in the warehouse district. And it would improve people's associations with transit right? while they're university students. And then we thought, oh, one of the problems with the current R card is that university students have to pay for the full cost of this program through the levy that is on their, um, their, their fees. So we're thinking to offset the cost of this shuttle bus to the nightclub district, we could sell liquor on the bus. You know, that was exactly what I th- where I thought we were going to go with this one. It usually ends there. So it, it does. So basically, there's a party bus that's well, it doesn't even need to go to the bar to the nightclub district. It just parks outside the university. Yep. yep. All right then. Yep. And I think once you get on a bus and are traveling down the road, you're in international waters, so anything goes. Right. Yeah. So so it's duty free as well. Duty free. Yes. yes exactly. All right. All right. But if that innovative revenue tool doesn't uh, catch on? I think it will. I'm pretty sure it will. Uh, We've got a few more. Hi, I'm a typical nine-year-old girl, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR for Giants Community Radio. All right, we're back from innovative revenue tools once again. Well, here we are at the meeting. Yeah. Oh, hey, I had some uh, I had some unfinished business from uh, the last meeting that I meant to bring up earlier. Oh. And forgot, and I'm remembering it now. So can I move that we deal with unfinished business? Okay. Or business arising, I guess you call yes, it. Yes, exactly. I thought we usually we do this at the beginning of the meeting. Yeah, I'm an idiot. But, sorry. Let's uh, stop. <laughs> uh, when I, I was uh, listening, I went over the minutes for the last meeting, 
and I noticed that uh, I don't think we made enough of a point. So last meeting, we discussed uh, a soundtrack for the Queen City, a la the soundtrack that uh, the Luke Cage Netflix right. documentary yes, yes, has. Yes. And we went through it with the, with the guys, Jeremy and Andrew from the cockpit. We went through a list of songs that we felt, you know, would represent Regina well. And all, all like local artists, except for Joel Plaskett. Right. And that was the thing that I don't think we, I don't know if we ever actually explicitly mentioned that all of the music from that show, with the exception of the Experience Regina song and oh. the Joel Plaskett tune at the end. So the bookends, every single song in between there was all by like local musicians. A lot of them, a lot of the music was even new that hadn't been uh, played anywhere else before. So. Except for Crystal. Except for Crystal. That was vintage. Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted to point that out and remind people that they can always go to our website, Queen City Improvement Bureau, or sorry, queencityib.com, and they can listen to that episode. It was a, um, it's, it would make a fantastic, a baller soundtrack. It would. Yeah. It's banging. It's banging. Except um, for Crystal. Except for Crystal. Uh, so anyways, we, uh, moving on, moving along. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Anytime. Uh, it seems we have somebody else shuffling around in the back there. <laughs> I hear the shuffle. Uh, Hello. Oh, oh, good. He's, he looks and sounds familiar. He what? He does. I he think is. we might have another, um, like, uh, improvement vector, like actual accredited accredited vector. vector. Yeah. On our hands. That's Steve Whitworth. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm a returning vector. I'm sort of like a boomerang, but I'm a vectorang. Right. Right. It sounds like a Pokemon. A vectorang. A vectorang. Yes. Gotta catch them all. We yes. gotta. We yeah. gotta vect them all, as they don't say. Yeah. So you are uh, the editor of something? Uh, yeah, I'm the editor of Prairie Dog Magazine. That's that free paper that comes out every couple of weeks. Uh, known mm -hmm. and loved by all Reginans. R known? And loved. Really? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're loved right now. Uh, we've just got a we've got a new issue that came out last week. It's on the stands, getting a lot of buzz on the twitters. It's the best of Regina. It's that annual reader poll we do, where people go onto our website and they nominate their favorite Regina people and places and organizations and businesses, and uh, then the top nominees go to a final round, and then everybody rushes in and votes on their favorites there. And then we get a comprehensive and scientifically bulletproof list of what is actually best about Regina. Sweet. So, so when, who's your best Prairie Dog writer this time around? Well, I don't think we did that category. Oh, that's too, that's too bad. bad. I was really curious. Yeah, well, I could look it up. You know, I brought a paper here. Hang on a second. So I'll just hold it up to the microphone. That's I'm in print. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, some guy named uh, Aiden something. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, not sure who that is. Me neither. Yeah. One one thing I notice uh, from your the list of best ofs is that I, I don't see any food. I don't see any restaurants. Is this like is this Prairie Dog finally tipping its hand to how like it hates food and it hates restaurants? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Paul. That's exactly <laughs> what we've done. Yeah. Uh, we have done a best of. Uh, we we've celebrated the best the city's best restaurants and uh, restaurant industry people and. It's best food for years and years and years, and we've decided that we're now against eating. Oh yeah, actually no. I th oh, it really doesn't look like no, it doesn't look like you're against eating. Eating is the worst. Yeah. We all yeah. know it. Yeah. Well, we I mean we don't even 
we don't even run a restaurant review column, do we? Or oh, wait, wait. I think we uh, I actually think our our restaurant reviewer do. was also our best writer. Oh yeah, that Aiden guy. Because uh, people love restaurant reviews. They really and restaurants do. adore them. Restaurants, yeah, enjoy, uh, restaurants enjoy being reviewed. Um, yeah. They they enjoy uh, sort of mild criticisms. They, uh, the most. The most, yes, yes. Light light criticism and honest reporting. Uh, they that's the best thing. Yeah. Okay, so then what you're saying is that you do do a, a best of food, but it's at a different time of the year. That That is the case, yes. We do our best of food every year in the spring, and uh, the uh, the online poll for that will probably go up in late February, maybe okay. mid-February. But right now we're on the best of Regina, which is everything else. Right. Okay, well, what are the, the categories that you are... Um, oh, there's, the so oh there's, know, there's so many. Oh, I know. There's so many. This, this, it's, it's a newspaper in itself. The best of section. It is. You, um, can, you can pop it right out and not have to look at anything we've written in the rest of the paper. You can pretend <laughs> that it's this publication that's just best of Regina with absolutely nothing controversial in it anywhere. None, none of that other pesky. Of course, there's no there's no comics in it or movie wow. reviews, but you, you know it's hard to get everything. Right. Um, so yeah, you've got things in here like best MLA, best dentist, uh, best TV sports coverage, best artist. Uh, best esthetician, best gym. Uh, you're covering a lot of ground. We do. We try to. We try to mix it up. We've got a lot. Of, uh, we try to make as many categories as possible about people. But we also we also have a lot of things for business and services. So it's kind of like a uh, a very scientific, popular vote of of the best place to get your car fixed or the best place to uh, go to, to get flooring installed, according to our readers. All right. Who okay. would never be wrong about anything? I, okay. I was a Ever. little. I was a little surprised that the uh, the best city department dedicated to improvement did not go to us. Yeah, I'm really yeah. surprised about that. Also, oh, well, you know, actually, the uh, we did have that category, but we had some problems with it being hacked by. Uh, <sighs> we think it was Russians. Uh, so the votes are on that category. Um, We've made some inflammatory. Uh, like there was obviously, yeah. you, we could tell by visitors to our website that a lot of people <laughs> wanted to vote in that, but it just, it just, the Russians would not let it happen. They, I think they're trying to shut you down. I, I don't know. This is, have you, is this something you've found? Do we, you have, have we have made some anti-Putin comments. A couple, yeah. Yeah. And Russians are notoriously opposed to improvement. Th this is true. Yeah. At least, at least, at least the current administration over there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's what's gotten us in trouble. Same I don't know like that. that. I'm really sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, also, uh, well, uh, what are some of the things in here that you know? Some of the really standout uh, categories. I note that you have best roller derby athlete, and that seemed to go to somebody named Supertramp. That's that's absolutely true. We I did, and we do. Uh, I don't roller think that's derby. That's a real name. We're, oh, sure it is. Oh, I mean, it Super went to the Trump. band. No, 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 the person super trained. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. You know, there so might be a mistake Hobson. here because it is one word, and I'm not actually sure if it's one word or if super is the first name in... No, that can't be right. But uh, roller derby is a fantastic sport. Yes. It's one of the most fun things that you can do uh, on a Saturday evening uh, while, it's, uh, while it's running in Regina. They have, I think, what is it, four somewhere between four and six matches a year, mm -hmm. plus whatever special matches they have. So much fun! Uh, you get out to those. Uh, you can get you get really into it, mm -hmm. um, and it's really fun uh, that uh, we get to celebrate that with the uh, best of Regina. So, 
Nice. Um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that readers also support that category. Yeah. Uh, I know best rough writer Darian Durant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he'll be in the running next year too. I guess, huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how those contracts... This is going to be like a best farewell to a Rough Rider next year? (laughs) Well, hopefully this isn't the curse of the best of Regina. Oh, uh, jeez. You know, know, I could could live with us losing Darian Durant, but if we lose Super Tramp, I'm moving. Yeah, that's the danger. If she gets gets traded to Calgary Roller Derby, forget it. The the best of Regina is laid out like a, uh, a beautifully set table of food and gourmet delicacies and whatever, even though it's not about food right now. And you're just reminded of how much is wonderful in the city when you look at it, possibly. And um, But it also it also can show, you know, things that are great that, you know, might go away someday. And, but uh, I think you're safe with roller derby. Yeah. And, and also don't forget that when you're going through looking at Best of Vagina, there's also the uh, list of the other nominees who, you know, second, third, fourth, etc., those are interesting people and places and organizations. Should be well worth your time and attention, I would say. Abs- oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of, like, other categories that drive people from the city, best city councillor, Sean Fraser. Oh, and no. He is no more. Wait a second. I don't, think, I don't think the city renewed his contract. No, they didn't. I think he's a free agent now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's traveling, in fact. Yeah, and yeah. traded him out to warmer climes. Yeah. Him and the whole family. Oh, and you know what? Even second place, second place finisher and best counselor is Wade Murray. We've also lost he Wade too. Murray. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was followed by Jerry Flagel in third. He's one of our favorites. He is. Uh, uh, I enjoy Flagel's bagels. They are well. the best bagels in town. Yes. Yeah. The best fictional bagels being promoted by the Queen City Improvement Bureau. But the sesame Flagel. seeds are real. The they bagels are. are fictional, but the sesame seeds are real. Yep. Uh, Sharon Bryce and John Fendora round out that category. That's like half the council made the list. It, it is. I'm just wondering if you're not on that list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's suddenly suddenly I feel a little guilty because it's the best of Regina, not the worst of Regina. Yeah. And if we ever ran that, that would certainly not be a popular feature that people would flock to our website. No, they wouldn't actually. Oh, and people I noticed here have good hearts. That's true. They have good hearts, guys. Maybe, maybe be the most. You could do maybe the most middling of Regina. The, the most yeah. middling of Regina. Yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. So, the Not most the best, fair to middling. The most yeah. like yeah. If so is this the, like a median or a mean the, kind of middle? The a median sort of a median middle, like. Not a mean middle. Yeah, it'd be like the 2017 all right of Regina. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, one best of category I'm always really happy about is best wild animal that you saw last year. Okay, and what was that? Or whatever we call Hang it. On, I'm trying this to year find was the rabbit. I don't actually know if rabbits, or the hare, I should say. I don't know if they've uh, won before. Are we talking about a particular hare, or are there... I think the species as a whole. Oh, okay. You know, when I'm seeing things like best wild animal, uh, best best pet... Yeah, huh. Um, I'm beginning to wonder if you're taking this whole best of thing seriously enough. Oh, we take it incredibly seriously. Yeah. Um, we know that people love animals and, you know, love pet dogs. So we want to make sure that people have the opportunity to vote in that. And it's and great recognize that, their dogs. And, and Ruby is a dog. Uh, yeah, Ruby right. is the dog of, uh, of Metro Pet Mart. And she's a great jo- dog, beloved by 
beloved by people everywhere. So, And actually, I was in there buying some pet food recently, and uh, this month she's been named Employee of the Month. Really? If you go Again? in. Again? Yeah. Oh, again. You know, I think she was last month, too. I think so. Well, I, they were, I think they hadn't hired anybody in a while, so, yeah. But we, we'll see what happens we next did, month. We did skip the best pet reptile category for this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we've got, we've got probably a master list of about 200 to 250 categories, and we rotate a lot of them in and out, both to keep the contest fresh, uh, to retire categories that sadly perhaps didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, best place to gouge your, your own eye out with a pencil. <laughs> that category failed. We really? ran that. I think it was 2009 we did that one. Yeah, uh, I think pretty much anywhere. I mean, Well, that was what everybody said. So uh, it was like acclamation pretty much everywhere. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, so you must, have, you must be remembering reading that one. I so there are categories that yeah. will never run again. And best place to gouge your eye out with a pencil, that's one of them. I noticed this year you don't have a best Ann Perry category. No, I, I nominated no, Perry. we don't. But you know, um, we actually did on the ballot initially, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, there was you something with hacking. <laughs> well, right. I think the Russians got to it, got to it. So unfortunately, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, those Russians. Well, Putin is just—he's a scamp. We all know it. <laughs> he is, and not a lovable scamp. Not, not a lovable scamp at all. No. Um, very, very scamply in an unflattering way. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking through these lists here, and I'm compelled to note that best radio station is not the radio station that we're currently broadcasting on, which is 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio. On the FM dial. On the FM dial. Well, see, that's yeah. funny, because I've got the list right in front of me here. And I can't read best radio station because someone I'm not sure who has taken whiteout to the piece of paper I have. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, I, I'd read this out, but um, uh, yeah, it look, looks like somebody has hastily taken some whiteout to the copy of Prairie Dog I brought in that has this list because I don't remember everything. We've got what a hundred categories, and uh, yeah, it's, it's whited right out. So. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate. So we'll never know what the best radio station Chrissy uh, Putin is. It was uh, Big Dog ninety two point seven. I've got it here. Oh, you've got it. Yeah, and they're a fine radio station. Our okay. our brothers and sisters in radio arms. Okay, well, yeah. well that's good. I'm glad we got that out. So what yeah. what do radio arms even look like? Uh, I think it's kind of like they look a little bit like antennas. Yeah, I was like bent say. up antennas. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that very much. Yeah. yeah. Aren't they like regular arms, but broadcast over the airwaves and possibly internets? No. So you could like just turn shoulders? on turn on the radio and download and like just they broadcast your arms to you. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not clear on this. So you guys are the you guys are the well, you're not the experts either. I mean, you're bureaucrats who. Exactly. You know, come in here every... You should talk to whoever you talk to. But do you guys even see people when you come here, or is this the... Uh, well, you. We yeah. see you guys. Yeah. You That's and true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God you guys yeah. came. We see you see sort of figures shuffling around, like, uh, you know, past, you know, the little window at the door. Sometimes like, I uh, think I see things out of the corner of my eye, but then I turn to look, and there's nothing there. It's usually I did, me. I yeah. did really yeah. appreciate, though, that you guys sent someone to collect me this time. Um... It was a little weird. I mean, first of all, the the raft and the ratty clothes and cloak that the guy was wearing and that pole he used to push it along the banks of I that hope, strangely bubbling I hope you didn't stream. pay that ferryman. Not like till he got you to the other side, at least. He said that 
the fare had been paid. But he said this in, it in this chilling, kind of crackling, dry voice. I don't know. I never saw his face. It was completely over. It was completely shadowed by his hood. His name is so, Chad. Chad. Okay. Yeah. Chad is Chad the. Chad, Chad is the ferryman of of the, the QCIB. river river yeah. QCIB. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well. Yeah, and it's really just to get you across, like you know, that leak that's coming out of the uh, the uh, the vents there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're getting somebody in to get that leak fixed. Yeah. They, so. He he said it's condensation, but it's a little bit out of control. So yeah. we had to get a ferryman. Well, there was a raft. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. we need a raft. I mean, to get across that mephitic leak. Those, yeah. those old uh, those old logs, the way they were lashed together, almost like by for, by strange quasi human forces out of time. I I don't know what was there. Actually, those were just old rolled up budget documents. Okay, uh, that uh, explains yeah. the smell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, City of Regina budgets, nineteen ninety six through nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, old paper yeah. has yeah. this funk to it. Yeah, you, you get yeah, to yeah. you get to know it. Yeah, yeah, so if anybody is like wondering what the city did from '96 through '99 for budgeting, just come on down. Yeah, talk to Chad. Yeah, that's where you'll find the information. Chad, the ferryman. Yeah, that's why uh, access to information requests cost so much because we have to dismantle a raft. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's also Eldritch. It's a little Eldritch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see no best ferryman category. Next year? Do you really want me to now that you've met what Chad, happened? Now that you've met Chad, I'm sure you want to take a wild year. guess why there's no best ferryman category? Nope. I think we've covered it already. You I think uh, Putin. I'm, I'm starting to think Putin, Putin is, is once again. It's kind of your go to excuse now. Yeah. It is. Someone doesn't like something about Best of Regina. And, you know, uh, if you look hard enough, you can see that the problem is, is Putin. Yeah. <laughs> He's there and everything lurking behind it all well this is uh this is fantastic steve so people can still get this um this the paper copy of your of your newspaper yes your little newsletter physical artifact well you know people like both the online which of course they can check out too at where prairiedogmag.com it's you can you can read the whole thing it's mobile friendly uh you can also um uh, we've got that little flip book thing that so many online publications have now. Oh, everybody loves pre- those. Well, if you some people like to pretend that they're reading something made of actual paper while they're staring at a screen, and it even has that mm-hmm. sound when you flip the pages. You know, actually, I don't know if it does because uh, I you can, would, I would never use it myself. You should change the sound so that it's like you know a scream of a soul getting ripped apart with every page turn. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or really talk like, to Chad. He's he's really good at that. Yeah. See, you guys are really well placed in this job. But you can just I mean the ideas that come out of you are pretty. You can tell you've been doing this for a while. You've got a lot of good. You've got a lot been of good down ones. here a long Possib- time. Possibly, yeah. Possibly with, a year. Possibly twenty. We don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Just us and our, our brains. <laughs> And Chad. And Chad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what else is coming up for the uh, the Prairie Dog? Well, we'll be doing a new issue every yeah. two weeks. Yeah, it comes out with, on starting Thursdays. With next week. Yeah. What's the so? What's the date of that? The twenty fourth, I think. Something Thursday, like the twenty fourth. It will begin to materialize in all your local street boxes and nice. coffee Make sure shops, you get it after it's completely materialized. Don't touch it while it's in the process of materializing. No, you can fall right through and into another dimension. That's happened before. Right. So it's really tricky getting people out. 
Um, yeah, we're working on that. Okay. The Russians seem to like it, though, so All right. they would, wouldn't they? Yeah. And so next uh, next uh, Prairie Dog is going to feature... I'm sure it won't have anything about the U.S. election, which oh. happened on the night that we were putting uh, this current issue to bed. So there's there's actually no commentary on the results of right. the U.S. election. Yeah, I imagine you guys are like getting this ready to send it to press while Clinton was leading. And um, the file well, would have got there after that all ended. Well, obviously, we're really big Donald Trump supporters. I mean, how, <laughs> could, how could someone not be with that beautiful hair that he's True. got? That's right. Um, hair is actually, I'm sure he's got, what? He's probably got 40 or 50 of them. I'm, at least. Ser- I'm starting to think that it might just be one, one really long, long carefully woven hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. You have a whole hair and beauty category. We do. I'm sure this will be dominated by Trump. President Trump. He's not in Regina. No, that's an important thing about Best of Regina. He's not in Regina. It's only for people and places and things that are in Regina. So, and maybe, and you know what? I think I figured something out. Putin does not live in Regina. Putin cannot win any Best of Regina categories. And that's why he's messing around. No wonder he's got. He's got his agents hacking our website. Poor Mr. Putin. To, uh, well, maybe we'll have to put a, a best best homophobic Russian dictator who interferes in U.S. elections. Uh, We're just the best Putin. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you, I guess that would be synonymous, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be and is. All right. Well, thank you very much for filling us in on oh. best of. And speaking of best of. Oh. oh. We uh, we have a certificate of intermediate improvement for you. Intermediate. Yes. As opposed to advanced. I see. You're no M. Perry. Sorry. <laughs> well, none of none of us are, or a few of us are. I, mean, I guess one of us is. It could be. It could be like a certificate of remedial improvement. So. I uh, no, that's time. okay. I think I. Uh, I think I've already got four or five of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here you go. It's. Uh, Suitable for framing. Suitable look, for look this, framing. Can, uh, uh, so thank you, thank you, Steve, Mr. Whitworth. <laughs> what what is this? Intermediant. Mediate. Is that how you spell that? <laughs> I, I'm not. I think it says intermediate. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like intermediate. Yeah. I are you saying I'm an intermediate? Because <laughs> I think a lot of people might agree with that. I think there'd be listeners right now who are saying, yeah, well, that guy, he is, he is an inter- inter- interim idiot. Yeah, well, he's some kind of idiot. <laughs> but really, um, aren't we all? Oh, and Steve Whiffworth. That's, yes. uh, that's that name, is right? so close to actually being my name, too. I think I might actually like Whiffworth better than I, I, your real I'm, name. I'm a fan of Whiffworth. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This is just this is beautiful, and you've got your you got the logo on this. That's mm-hmm. uh, how much did you guys spend on that again? Forty thousand. The forty thousand dollar logo. We hired we hired a designer from New York. He crowdsourced it to a group of uh, I think of eight year olds. Yep. Yeah, and they came up with that beautiful logo. We're gonna have to have a best logo category in next year's best of regina we will and and you know i think you guys you might have a shot y'all i mean you got to get out there and lobby to prairie dog readers because they're the ones they're the ones who nominate the categories and they're the ones whose votes determine really the best of regina so it's not just all rigged yeah i think if it were all rigged it would either be much much better or much much worse i'm not sure which (laughs) But I'm pretty confident that no one looking at this could possibly think it's rigged because the whole motive thing—it would, it, you know, it, 
it, it's a little too crazy. And they mean Best so. Rabbit. Why would Best Rabbit win if it was all rigged? Surely yeah. there's more popular animals in Regina. Po- quite possibly. Snakes? Snakes. Yes. Uh, you know, I hate to interrupt this, but oh, we really yes. have to okay. call an adjournment. Okay. Thanks for coming in, Steve. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Anne. Thank it's you always a pleasure. Much. Hey, you have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This episode has been brought to you by Andrew Stevens Heaven Leavens. Don't be leaving without Stevens Leaving Heavens. Guaranteed. Music for this episode from Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Thanks to our guests, Stephen Whitworth, editor of Prairie Dog Magazine, and Anne Perry from The Circle Project. Find us on uh, Queen City Improvement Bureau on Facebook or queencityib.com online. Also, Queen City IB on Twitter. Also, you can find us cjtr.ca slash podcasts or on iTunes. Thanks very much, everybody. Keep on improving.